Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. We're down at the beach. It's uh, early morning. It's warm as toast. I've got a hat on, sunglasses. Uh, it's beautiful, gorgeous, delicious, calm. The ocean's flat. Ocean swim is coming again. Had one yesterday, fantastic. Water's still warm. Best kept secret in the world is Bondi's water stays warm till the end of middle of July. Warm, I mean, 18, 17 not 14 which is cold um, <coughs> and here we are so this month July is coming <coughs> I'm posting on the blog a hundred things I wish my dad had taught me now we all know that this life is unwise to live life in regret and so I guess I can honestly say I don't regret that he didn't teach me those things, but sometimes there's some little things that you could learn from your dad that can save you a hell of a lot of unnecessary experience for, very, for a very small thing. So I think the experiences of life should be reserved, the big experiences should be reverse, reserved for learning big things, and the little things, the small little molecular things that change so much could be could be little prizes little packages that that you learn from your dad the truth of the matter is I probably wouldn't have listened um, you know there's a, that old quote when when I was 18 I was just amazed at how dumb my dad was and when I turned 21 I was surprised how much he'd learnt in three years and I guess my ears would have been probably blocked to the learning anyway but I, I it's a nice way to think about it um, and yes there's no regrets although one can say if it took me two years to learn that I I needed to raise my own value in the world <coughs> uh, in order to raise my uh, speaking prices and I missed out on about three hundred or four hundred thousand dollars worth of speaking fees because I didn't think I was worth it and I, I could have addressed that from the inside out, which is where it comes from, rather than the outside in, instead of decorating myself in Amani suits and still not being able to charge 15 grand for a speech. Um, and that's what the first blog is all about. That's about that perception. I think it's a beautiful start. Um, every day I'll try and do one, if not two. We've got 100 to get through in 30 days. It's not too much and they're not going to be all huge they will all be on Spotify audios so lots of fun lots of stories lots of learning <coughs> the point of today's uh, little podcast on the beach here is to talk about holidays holidays are the intention of a holiday or a break from work is to re-engage what's called muscle memory if you remember your child's first birthday or the day you got a job or the time when everything went perfectly in uh, in a game of sport you know cricket or riding a bike and you just everything came together and in that moment it's a perfect perfect moment and you've got a muscle memory of that it's not only a mental but it's a physiological memory these muscle memories are very, 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 very important because 
when you think about something, you intellectualize something, and that's, that's nice, you intellectualize it. But when you engage a muscle memory, your whole body becomes a participant in the, in the event. And it actually brings you to the present moment in the feeling of what you remembered. So not only do you intellectually say, oh yeah, I remember I had a child, or I had a birthday, or I had a wedding, or I had a uh, recovery, or I had a swim, or I had a, a beautiful moment when I got my exam results, or I had a. Not only do you remember that you had a, you feel the memory of when you had it. And that's called muscle memory. I, I definitely remember as a kid, I don't know why this has come up a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, but I remember as a kid playing cricket. I love cricket because I love the feel of a cricket ball hitting the center of a cricket bat right in the sweet spot and the ball flying further than you could ever dream away from you. Just the magic of a, of a, of a whack, especially uh, I loved uh, uh, hitting balls out to the on the leg side. I just loved it. square leg. And anyway, the feeling of the ball whacking right core center of the bat was, and the sound of it, whop. And as soon as you hit it, you knew. I had the same thing. I used to play football, Aussie rules, and most of the time I was on the back line. I was uh, a fairly, wasn't really tall, but I was bigger than most of my uh, uh, players on the team and and I was at least the size of the opposition and my my job as full back was a to to defend the goal of course but it was to return the ball back into play after it went through the points and I had the ability to kick a football further than all the all the people that I played with I, I mean I I was known as the long guy who kicked really far and the memory of the way the ball felt when it hit your boot in a, and you did a drop kick or a beautiful torpedo and the ball would just sail through the air far, far, far more than you ever imagined you could, you could send it. And it was the sweet spot. It happened both of those situations with the cricket and the football. I started to remember I got a muscle memory of, of a not sweet spot. And so without good coaching and without good support, I remembered what it felt like to kick a ball out from the goals and have it hit the side of my boot or have it hit the shin of my leg a little bit too high and it bloody hurt and the ball went nowhere. And twice, twice in games of football, I pulled my hamstring off the back of my leg, trying to boot the ball too hard where I lost the sweet spot and I had a muscle memory of missing a kick <clears throat> and that started to drive me nuts and eventually ruined my sport my football career because I just tried too hard instead of relaxing and, and actually remembering the sweet spot I was defending myself against the memory of the not sweet spot and the cricket uh, as, as I said on the blog, I, I became captain and, and instead of remembering the sweet spot of the ball on the bat, 
I remember losing a game or I and the muscle memory uh, of hitting a ball badly and being caught out. Uh, and I remembered the bad things much, much, much better than I remembered the good things because we, in those days, we weren't well coached. A good coach will be just describing the good things, the good things, the good things. And it re reminds me of a, of, a, of a tennis coaching story where a colleague of mine was asked to coach an eight-year-old tennis prodigy from Australia. And the kid went out in the court and what the coach, and was very, uh, smash the racket, scream and shout, get depressed, lose concentration every time something went wrong. So the coach said to him, what I want you to do is every time something goes right, I want you to shout out and cheer, hooray, hooray, every time it goes in. Every single time you hit a ball and it's quite good, go hooray. And every time you hit a ball that goes bad, go boom. So the, game, the, the kids started practicing and he would just boo, boo. And the kid found it really hard to celebrate the hoorays. But what they found, if they counted them, was 90% of his shots, 90 to 95% of all his shots were hooray and only 5 to 10% were boo. But the kid reacted to the boo because he, he wasn't giving himself hoorays for the things that went great. And we talk about this in another language, in a sort of a psychological language, we talk about gratitude. All gratitude is, is hooray. Hooray, 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 boo. <laughs> because at the end of 20 gratitude, something's gonna go not gratitude. You're gonna go, I wish it didn't happen. And if you haven't been saying gratitude, 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 you'll hit the deck. Just like that kid playing tennis, you'll go, da -da -da, boo. Do, 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 boo, and just take the hoorays for granted. So what the coach did is just made this kid go, hooray, 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 boo, hooray, 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 boo. And the kid suddenly realized that there were, there was things to celebrate. And his muscle memory started to develop around success. Now he's a great tennis player, but his psychology was messing with him. <coughs> and this changed things, this little, little exercise. You can change things in your life by developing muscle memory. And the one, one, one of the ways to do it is to, to uh, announce to yourself constantly things that go right. Another way to do it is to remember in your daily practice when you do your, your self-talk, remember things that have gone really, really well and how it, but most importantly, not just remember them intellectually, remember the experience, the feeling. The feeling of hitting that cricket ball, the feeling of kicking that ball right onto your boot where it went. The feeling of cresting a hill on in the Himalayas. Man, oh man, it's one of the great examples of life when you walk up a steep, the last part of a walk in the Himalayas <clears throat> and you walk up and you walk up and you walk up and you're taking one step at a time and it takes forever and you've got no breath left and you're exhausted and you're tired and you're fatigued and you think you're not going to make it and all you can think of is the muscle memory of how hard it is and you get to the top that one 10 minute experience on the top of a, a, a of a summit of some hill you've walked up that lasts for a lifetime in spite and it just completely overshadows the the memory of the pain of getting up there and if you ask me right now how does it feel to go up a mountain 
I'll only talk about how it feels to be on the top because it is so damn, uh, it just anchors itself as a muscle memory in our body. Another way to do great muscle memory and the way I think is really wise for a person is with coaching. Once a week, you go on holidays. Once a week, you ring your coach and you talk through things that are giving you anxiety. You talk through things that are worrying. You talk through things that are confusing. You talk through things that are stressing. You talk through things that are possibly keeping you at arm's length from a muscle memory that's beautiful. And the muscle memory that's beautiful is being successful, being happy, being in love, being calm, being strong, being tranquil. And that muscle memory sometimes is arm's length from us because we're still focused on the steps going up the mountain. We're still focused on getting things done, being on time, uh, completing a project, uh, dealing with you know, uh, a renovation or dealing with painting the bedroom or dealing with getting the car serviced or buying a new car or getting the kid to the doctor or you know, doing the things. And sometimes it's really, I think it's really healthy and I think it's really important for success that we summit one of those Himalayan mountains once a week for an hour with a coach. Now maybe half the coaching session is spent talking about what's solving things that are giving you anxiety, but that shouldn't take more than half an hour for, the, for any person who's regularly being coached. The other half hour really is a celebration of success. And it's a, a, the objective of it is not to pump you up and say you can be better than who you are, not at all. It's to give you re-engagement with a muscle memory that you know that you know that you know. One of the great things about muscle memory is it validates any concept of success you might have. So if you say, I wanna be successful in uh, business, and you go back to a moment in time where you won a deal or you won a contract or you did something really beautiful at work, if, you're, if, if nothing's blocking you from, uh, from arriving at that muscle memory, then nothing will be blocking you from perceiving the value of yourself in achieving your uh, to-be-soon muscle memories. If you remember the last summit, you, you walked up the Himalayas and how it felt to be on top. When the going gets tough on the way up, you just have that muscle memory of, 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 the, of the worth of the difficulty. Muscle memory is so important. Uh, they use it in sport. They use it in, they watch videos before of a success before they, they go into a game of football or cricket or, or the Olympics. They watch something that re-engages, not, not a hero, but re-engages their own muscle memory of a, of a, of a great day when they trained really well or, or uh, did something beautiful. Muscle memory is also in a relationship. And one of the things that keeps people in a toxic relationship is the muscle memory of how it felt when they first met. So they're not in a relationship with who they're with, they're actually in a relationship with who they first met. And that muscle memory of how it was when they first met, which is quite an infatuated, exciting form of love, um, that muscle memory keeps a person sort of in the game when if they were to be really honest with themselves, maybe uh, things aren't what they used to be and people have changed and circumstances are different and they're living in the past rather than living in the future. Or maybe things are going tough in the relationship and they need to remind themselves of what's really, where it really started from and how important 
the circumstances were when they first met and to enable them to re-engage with those circumstances and create them again. Because if you felt it once, you can feel it again. Muscle memory is so important and I think that's one of the purposes of a coaching session once a week is to take a holiday. Rather than pack a bag and go to Bali to take a holiday, I would say pack a bag and go to Bali for an adventure. But the holiday, in my opinion, needs to be every day, it needs to be every week, it needs to be a constant ambition to trigger the muscle memory of what it feels like to take a break, to have a holiday. Have a beautiful day, I'm going for a dip. Bye.